When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody, and welcome in again to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell, and we are 10 days from kickoff. Wes, uh, getting ready for South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Will Muschamp, first-year Gamecock head football coach, spoke to the media yesterday. It was fan day yesterday, so a lot of Gamecock fans turned out to see this new Gamecock football team, and we're still awaiting answers to a lot of questions. Wes Muschamp said he's not ready to name a starting quarterback, and that was really the big story yesterday. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest um, storyline, maybe not even for this weekend, but, but maybe even for the entire, uh, camp so far, I guess, has, has been the quarterback battle. But, you know, I think the interesting, the most interesting thing about that to me is that, you know, you always obviously sort of have to factor in coach speak and stuff like that. But I, I kind of take Will Muschamp at his word. Generally, when you have a quarterback battle and you say, a guy has not stepped up and won the job, you sort of say to yourself, well, that's probably a problem. That's probably going to be an issue position for a team. I think, you know, you you listen to Will Muschamp, sort of what you hear out of the program as well. Um, There's almost, Emerson, a quiet confidence about what South Carolina has at that position. Now, I think they still don't know who the guy is going to be, but I I think they're kind of starting to narrow in on a starter. And I, I think that, you know, part of this, as Will Muschamp said, with with it being this close anyway, what advantage is there to announcing a starter publicly when one of South Carolina's true only advantages as an overall team to having so many changes is that Vanderbilt doesn't know what to expect from them either. So, um, you know, as much as we have these question marks from our standpoint of the team, as much as Will Muschamp has these question marks as the head coach you know, looking at his team saying, this guy's new, this guy's new, this guy's new. I don't know how they're going to respond. Vanderbilt has those very same question marks when they scout South Carolina and try to realize or, or try to guess what South Carolina's going to do. So uh, I think the quarterback position, even if it hasn't sorted itself out as far as a starter, I think it's sorted itself out as a position to where they feel like they're pretty they're going to be pretty productive there. Wes, based on Muschamp's comments yesterday, it sounds to me like Orth best guess would be that Orth will likely start the Vanderbilt game based on the fact that he has starting experience. He started 8 games a year ago, four of those were on the road and Muschamp talked about, you know, starting on the road, having experience, starting on the road being a factor particularly with young unproven players. At skill positions on offense, they would like to have you know, a guy that's got some experience in there at quarterback to open the season. But that certainly does not mean that McIlwain and possibly Bentley could both play uh, in the Vanderbilt game. It, it seems possible that all three could play against Vandy 10 days from now. Yeah, and I think that um, at the very least, two are going to play. You know, I, I think um, then obviously you always have the chance of, of them getting into that Lorenzo Nunez package where they put him at quarterback and, and, and going from there as well. So, you know, I, I think this is something – quarterback battle is going to be very, very fluid. 
And uh, I think, you know, it's one of these things where uh, I've thought for a while, you know, that has sort of been my prediction. Perry or starts, but Brandon McElwain plays very, very early. But the, the most interesting thing about that is also that, hey, Bentley has refused to go away. Uh, this kid's a competitor. You, you also get the impression that um, the staff wanted to cut it to two. From their comments, they, they wanted to cut it to two, but they really just were unable to do that because Bentley would not go away. So, you know, I, I think the first game, you know, I, I don't think Jake Bentley's really truly in the running to start the first game at this point. But one point I've made over and over is that the, the best quarterback to start game one may not and probably won't be the best quarterback to start game three or four. And the best quarterback to start that game might not be the best quarterback to start week seven. So this is going to be a fluid situation based on a number of different factors. Yeah, it may be October before we start to see some separation at the quarterback position, if we see any at all. So this will be a very interesting situation to follow as the season unfolds. Gamecocks kick it off 10 days from today, a week from Thursday night, 8 o'clock kickoff in Nashville against the Vanderbilt Commodores nationally televised ball game. And we're looking forward to the start of 2016 Gamecock football here on GamecockCentral.com. This is Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, we did learn yesterday that three players have already been declared out for the Vanderbilt game. One of those is freshman running back Rico Dowdle from Asheville, who has been hampered by injuries throughout the preseason. Uh, Mon Denson running back out for the Vanderbilt game as well, and linebacker Lorenz Bryant will not play versus Vandy either. Yeah, you know, I think all those guys were pretty expected as far as um, leading up to that sort of official announcement. You know, I, I think uh, there was some hope maybe among the fan base that Rico Daddle could get back, but, um, you know, probably got to the point where that wasn't very realistic and he hasn't hasn't been able to practice really. So um, that's going to be difficult for, for a true freshman. I've heard, you know, somewhere along the lines of the ECU game for Rico Daddle as being um, a rough – estimate for when he could be available again uh, that's a kid obviously who uh, I think by the end of the year could still factor into that running back position because you need you need multiple guys and right now you know the David Williams situation has been sort of well chronicled this offseason although it sounded like he did do some good things in the scrimmage AJ Turner's sort of taking that spot but it's I guess a question mark how much of the load he can carry you have a you know a walk-on guy and Rod Talley in there as well but you know, I, I think by the end of the year, again, talking about the evolution of a position and, and who's the best guy now, who's the best guy later, a healthy Rico Daddle can factor into that position. So, you know, I, I think the other guys, uh, Lorenz Bryant, someone that's, that's, you know, now a senior. I think there was some hope he could really help the defense this year. You know, you hate it for him personally because this is a kid that's just struggled to to get and stay healthy. Uh, Mon Denson, you know, was down the depth chart at, at running back. So, you know, that's not a guy that figured to factor in to the, to the rotation. And, and then another kid, uh, Kyle Markway, 50-50 basically, as far as whether he would be available week one or not. They clearly have a lot of depth at tight end. I don't think that's a position they're worried about. But Markway, very productive, probably overlooked 
special teams guy last year, always flashed in that as far as a, you know being a blocker, being a guy who, who did the right things, a smart kid on the football field, and uh, was involved, I think, in about all of South Carolina's special teams last year. Um, th- that's worth something. Even if we don't look at it as much, that is worth something. And, and Markway's a good blocker, too, so I, I think he gives them a little bit more versatility to this tight end group. So uh, that, that's a guy to sort of watch that – you know, certainly they'll, they'll be okay if he can't play, but I, I do think he brings value to this football team. Wes, we had about 150 snaps in the scrimmage on Saturday at Williams-Brice, and it was a closed scrimmage. Tell us what you found out about that scrimmage. Well, I think the biggest thing there, Emerson, is that the offense um, sort of is finding its way, I think. Now, you know, that's one day. I think you could look at it and you know, who knows what they do the next day. It's always up and down and, you know, in preseason camp, but there were positive signs from the offense. Uh, Brandon McElwain, I understand, had a good day, uh, particularly with his legs, uh, extending plays, uh, you know, had, has, has a little bit of Connor Shaw to him in that sense of he can get you, he can get you five yards on a third and four type thing and extend a drive. So that's, that's big, clearly, I, I think, for making an offense, uh, stay on the field. So, you know, lots of good things from the scrimmage. I think uh, Brian Edwards and Debo Samuel have really come along as as of late when they've you know been healthy. They were very very careful with their injuries early on in camp. Uh, but but you know that I, I think the offense has a chance. To be, the big thing I think with this entire team, not just the offense, but they've got to avoid the injury bug. You know, if they can do that, they they've got some talent as far as the first string guys go. I know they've taken a number of. Uh, measures to try and be ready for an injury uh, that that might be the coolest thing as someone who just um, likes to learn more about the game and is very interested in coaching philosophy I, I thought it was one of the coolest things I've heard since Muschamp got here that they simulated injuries in the scrimmage on Saturday I I mean obviously I don't cover other programs near as closely as I do South Carolina but I, I've, I've never heard of that uh, that to me was was pretty daggum cool. So, uh, you know, just the idea for those who missed it of saying, "Hey, in the middle of a drive, Mason Zandy just got hurt. Next guy up, who's supposed to go in? What combination gives you the best five? Because this is not a team that has the depth to have a one for one substitution at every position. You know, you're not going to have just a backup left tackle, backup left guard, backup right guard, where that's the next guy that goes in. If if pretty much, I think if anyone on the interior of that line goes down, um, you know, if, if Alan Knott is not a starter, Alan Knott is the next guy up. Um, if Mason Zandy goes down, I believe DJ Park slides to left tackle and Blake Camper comes in at right tackle. So this staff is taking every measure possible to know who the best available option is to come in after an injury. And they, they literally, I mean, have you ever heard of this, Emerson? They 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 literally simulated across the line within drives. Okay, Zandy just got hurt. Who goes in? Okay, Zach Bailey just got hurt. Who goes in? Um, you know, they they basically sort of have have tried to think of every single scenario heading into the season. No, I've never heard of that, Wes. And it seems to me like this Gamecock staff has certainly got a plan. 
If you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. And it sounds like the Gamecocks are getting prepared for a 2016 season that, uh, you know, a lot of folks do not consider the Gamecocks to have a very good team this year, as evidenced by the fact that South Carolina was picked to finish dead last in the SEC East by the media members who cover SEC football uh, back at SEC Media Days in Hoover last month. So I think this is exciting, Wes. You know, it sounds to me like the coaching staff is on point so far, and I know the season hasn't started yet, but uh, the Gamecocks have really got nothing to lose this year, and it really feels like, you know, the Vanderbilt game, the first game of the season, could go a long way towards setting the tone for the rest of the year. Final thought here, Wes. We're going to have a lot more coming up here on Gamecock Central Radio, a lot more podcasts coming your way now that we are just about ready to get the season underway. How much of a concern is the running back position at this point, Wes? It seems like no one has emerged as a top running back. Muschamp has said that it will be a running back by committee approach. Clearly, the Gamecocks are going to need some production from that position. We don't know who it's going to come from at this point. How much of a concern is that for you right now? Well, I think, you know, they're very happy with A.J. Turner, and and he's going to take the first snaps. And, you know, I think fans will be pleasantly surprised by him. I I think he's – He's had an outstanding camp. You know, this is a kid that climbed the depth chart in the spring, has uh, really been good in the fall. And, you know, I, I think he's going to be in the situation to to have a bunch of yards this year. I, I think the big question is, uh, you know, I've said it a million times, can, can A.J. hold up? You know, he's not the biggest kid. That's not his fault. It's no knock on him, you know, really as far as his talent goes. It's just a thing of – of size and getting banged on in the SEC. So I think that's a question. Um, you know, hey, you look right across the field, though, uh, Ralph Webb, the Vandy running back, this kid is about the same size as A.J. Turner out of high school. A.J. is about 195 now. I think uh, Ralph Webb's maybe 204 now. They're about the same height. Um, you know, Webb obviously older than A.J. Turner. But Ralph Webb has started, I think, 24 straight games for Vanderbilt and is uh, – on pace to break the all-time school rushing record at Vanderbilt. So so it can be done. A smaller back can hold up in this league. And, you know, South Carolina certainly hopes that A.J. Turner can. But but past that, you know, I think I think it is a question mark because, uh, you know, I think they were hoping Rico Daddle could help this year. The injury has clearly set him back. And everyone clearly was hoping David Williams was ready to have a breakout year. He's obviously had a little bit of a rough fall, but but he's still hanging in there. Had a good scrimmage on Saturday, and, and Rod Talley's probably one of the more underrated players on the on the team. I think just because naturally, guys, when when you have a walk on tag on them, naturally guys get overlooked a little bit. So I, I think it's a position that is clearly to me one of the biggest question marks on the team. But you know, it it could sort itself out. Specifically, I think it's all about AJ Turner staying healthy. This is a guy that can make plays. And, hey, guys, let's be honest. It's it's really about the offensive line, too. The offensive line has to give A.J. Turner room. This is a senior uh, or upperclassman bunch. They've got a bunch of starts on the offensive line. It's the most experienced part of the offense. They there there's some pressure on those guys to go perform because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to set the tone for the rest of the offense. When you look at, you know, possibly at times, a freshman quarterback in there. You're going to have at least one freshman wide receiver, uh, you know, a redshirt freshman running back starting. And, and A.J. Turner is, is a guy that can make a lot of things happen if you give him space. He's not a Marcus Lattimore that's going to carry the pile two, three extra yards. So 
you know what? If you know this offensive line in the running game has got to give these guys room. Um, you know what? What's the quickest way to get David Williams going is to give him some big holes and, and let him get some let him get some confidence going. Let him get running behind his pads. You know, running backs look a lot more physical. It's a lot easier to break tackles when you get going downhill versus being hit at the line of scrimmage. So, uh, to me, the running backs, the quarterbacks, shoot, even the wide receivers, uh, for them to sort of be good, it goes all the way back to the offensive line for me. This offensive line has got has got to perform for South Carolina. Yeah, it looks like uh, A.J. Turner, 1A, David Williams, 1B, at running back right now for the Gamecocks. And Coach Muschamp praised Rod Talley as well. So, Ten days from today, as we record here on Monday, August the 22nd, the Gamecocks will kick it off Thursday night, September the 1st at Vanderbilt. We've got a lot more coming your way here on Gamecock Central Radio. Wes, thanks for the update today, and we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Wes Mitchell is his name, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.